Welcome to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. Alex is one of five Australian certified practitioners through the Institute of Functional Medicine and focuses on identifying the root cause of disease by taking into account an individual's genes, environment and lifestyle for treatment. She's the principal naturopath at Healing Hands Natural Health Centre in Ipswich, Queensland. Along with her talents as a Western herbalist and nutritionist, she has also excelled previously as a midwife and registered nurse. At Alex's practice, health is a right, not a privilege. Welcome, Alex. Thank you, Belinda. I feel like it's been a long time since I've been sitting in this chair. It's been a little while. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we get started, as always, we have uh, the disclaimer that you are not a medical doctor, uh, but you are one of the seven certified functional medicine practitioners in Australia. And obviously, we warn people to look out for imitations. Yeah, because everyone likes to call themselves that these days. Um, of course, I think there's about we were talking global off air a minute ago, so um, I think there's a couple of thousand in the world. Yeah, I'm seeing more of it. Yeah. I'm seeing more of it. Yeah. And, and they tend to actually be a naturopath at the same time. Yes, yeah, well, mm. it goes together. Mm. Yeah, and just a shout-out to all my international listeners. It's very humbling to know I've got you guys out there in the US and India and Canada and New Zealand um, and all the other little places that are listening. I really feel very humbled that you think that I've got something interesting to say because that's what it's about is sharing information, right? Absolutely. We're going global. So today uh, we're going to talk about face masks. And, you know, we have spoken about the pandemic uh, quite a bit on this podcast and it's not going away. It's going to be with us for a while. So, um, you know, in some countries, particularly here, um, face masks are mandated um, to the point where uh, we do get fined if we're not wearing one in certain circumstances under certain restrictions. So um, I know you and I have spoken about them previously and you share a lot of information about them as well. But I think first and foremost, I know know people get a bit shit off that they've got to wear a mask, right? Um, Because they're not comfortable... Sometimes it can be hard to breathe, yeah. particularly gonna, when you've got to wear it all day. You, you can't see people's faces. No. You can't read expression. You can't smile. Um, so um, it has changed the way we interact with each other. Absolutely. Um, but if we just get down to basics and start with, okay, what's the purpose of us wearing a face mask? I actually don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that's not very helpful. Look, it's going, going to just um, – Replying to your comment, it's. I was reading a. Um, no, I was watching a scientist, and he's a one of those ones that's anthropologists. Mm-hmm. And he was saying since January twenty twenty, children born after Jan, babies born after January January twenty twenty, they've already noticed and they're predicting that they're going to have an IQ drop of about twenty points. Wow! Simply because they're not getting the social interaction. We get a lot of information from faces inadvertently and it starts from day zero. Mm. So that's what first and foremost. Um, There is a lot of information. There's a lot of misinformation like everything going on Um, and it seems to be just one narrative we're all listening to. Am I saying don't wear a mask? No, but I'm going to talk about why the mask wearing we're doing is absolutely not appropriate. Now, if masks weren't 
effective, no one would wear them in theatre. Mm. So they do stop the surgeon from dribbling into the open wound or, you know, coughing his germs into the open wound and things like that. But if you've ever watched a dodgy medical procedure or on television, I mean in drama, not dodgy as in, in real life, <laughs> or you've actually, you know, are working in the field, you know, once you're scrubbed or even when you're scouting, you can't touch your bloody mask. Mm. You cannot touch your mask because it takes three minutes for your breath to saturate the mask. So I don't know, I'm old. So in the old days when we used to go camping, we had canvas tents. Mm. And when it rained, it was fine unless you inadvertently leant against the tent, then it would come through where you leant against it. So then you'd have to sort of push your, pull your finger down so the rain, the rain thing would go down onto the ground. That's many few years ago now. But the same principle for the masks. Mm. So the breath's coming through. Whatever virus is actually on in the breath will now be saturated and concentrated on the mask. Mm. So masks are not for your own benefit. They're for other people's benefits. They mm. protect you from nothing. Maybe, you know, so basically if you have... If you are ill, you're rebreathing your virus, you're rebreathing your carbon dioxide, um, and there's lots of other things. People with nasal polyps and stuff like that find it very difficult. There's a new term called maskne. When you get maskne, it actually probably means you've probably got those bacteria on your skin and and rebreathing. Mm. But I'm going to talk about how we can have mask because, as you say, they're not going away. Mm. So what we have to do, I have to get off my high horse, and we have to talk about what we can do to improve mask hygiene. On one more on one more other point, do you think if masks were so effective, if masks were so effective, where are all the bloody biohazard bins? Mm. I, I have this new pastime where I just take photos of masks lying on the floor. The mask, the virus doesn't magically disappear when you take it off and throw it in the gutter, people. Mm. The amount of people who do that and then... I've seen a couple and they do it and they see me watching and they pretend they pick it up again. It's, it's, and then I watch them until they drive away and they probably throw it out next time. Not that everyone's doing that. It's, you know, we kind of lost our social compass a bit, I think, on this. Um, and so when you think about it, masks should be worn once mm. and taken off and thrown into a biohazard bin. And, of course, when you – and I actually looked this up but now I've forgotten because I'm not very good with numbers. The virus particles are tiny. I think they're pico something or nano something, not nano. I think it's they're little. They're tiny. Mm. And the weaves in most of the masks are something like 100 times greater. Mm. So it probably doesn't work too well for viral illness. Which means they're just going to go straight through. Correct. Yeah. It's like trying to catch mosquitoes with your chain wire fence on your garden. It's probably (laughs) about the same You sent me that meme when we talked about masks. Yes. Um. (laughs) So, but let's just talk about it. Let's just, let's just see... Maybe they are making a difference for things like direct droplet infection and stuff. And, you know, I've had people send me things, well, what about this analogy where they they show somebody who's got no clothes on and they're peeing on their mate standing next by and said, well, but if I had jeans on, I wouldn't be peeing on him. I'd be peeing in my jeans. And I said, yes, but then you would actually be taking your jeans off immediately. You wouldn't be sitting down in your wet jeans. You certainly wouldn't putting, be putting your wet jeans, your wee-soaked wet jeans on someone's desk, thank you very much, or the restaurant table. You certainly wouldn't be constantly touching your pee-soaked jeans and touching everything else, or, God forbid, hanging them below your chin and eating the chips. <laughs> you know, so so there's a lot of misinformation <clears throat> about masks. And, I look, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I just this is just 
I'm, I'm just cranky about it because it's not bloody working. So, so really, in a nutshell, the, when we look at purpose, it's about stopping us spreading things to others. But the whole point of it is that it's not going to stop it coming to you. Correct. So it's really, um, you know, from from one to another, not from one to you. So I think, you know, it has to be paired with other protections. Absolutely. Not just masks alone. Yes, so yes. I think it's really important that we need to understand that it's that we're not going to beat this through mm. through one protection. Yep. So yes, distancing will help us. Washing your hands. Washing your hands. Wash your bloody hands, people. You know, you, and wash your hands with soap and water. When I when I was first nursing, the mantra was dry hands are clean hands, dry hands are clean hands, and it still is. Mm. You know, especially the minute you touch your mask that's been on for longer than three minutes, you've concentrated whatever's in your breath. You may not have COVID, but whatever's ever in your breath. Yep. And you are um, then putting that on your hands and then transferring that onto whatever inanimate object you touch, whether it's the petrol bowser, whether it's the FMOS machine, whether it's the supermarket trolley. And look, we, we are doing good things. I think that's actually a great idea what they've got with wipes and stuff in supermarket trolleys. I, I really like that idea. I do try and always wash my hands with soap and water and paper towel. Uh, well, you dry your hands with paper towel, clearly. But mm-hmm. I do want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the fact that we do need to change our masks regularly mm. as well. We have at the clinic, um, it's very interesting because one of my receptionists said, oh, did you see their mask? And it was just full, encrusted full of makeup on the inside mm. because she, yeah, well, and, you know, people don't get it. And I was I was somewhere in a shop and um, this woman was saying, I was trying to say that actually um, Queensland Health has now said that if you can socially distance, you don't actually have to wear your mask for now, but everything, it changes all the time. Mm. And don't forget, if you're living, li- living elsewhere, that's you have to follow the jurisdiction of your local government. But... Um, and I was talking to this woman and she's going, oh, you know, you'll be wanting to wear your mask when they open the border. And I said, why? And I said, and as well, all of those, all of those people coming in, I said, well, it doesn't actually protect me. Washing my hands and not touching my house, mouth and nose and, and, and eyes are going to protect me a lot more. And I actually said to her quite candidly, and I can't, when's the last, because she had a, a black one, of course, a black reusable mask. And I said, when's the last time you washed your mask? And I kid you not, and she looked at me blankly and said, excuse me? And I said, you do realise, I always say to my patients, you've got to consider your masks like underpants. Yep. You wash your masks like you would wash your underpants. You change your masks as often as you change your underpants. Mm. And if you work in a high-risk area, I'd be changing it a couple of times a day. I've got, um, you know, I like... Because there's also some stuff, and I actually don't know if this is true because people send me stuff and, I'm, and then I forgot, to, I forgot to follow this one through, but that, that the fibres in the surgical masks are going to be the next sort of little mini asbestosis. But if that was the case, I honestly think, I mean, I was a scrub nurse for a long time and mm. it didn't really affect me. They you use know them what in I mean? hospitals all yeah. the time, right? Yeah, so mm. I don't know about that. But I do, I personally do find um, face, like cotton masks, far more comfortable. Me too. And despite the fact that they all end up in landfill, I think it was 1.5 billion masks ended up in our ocean ways. This is the just last year before the pandemic really started, you know, gaining momentum. So um, so I so I have two snaplock bags in my bag. 
and one's got clean masks on it and the other one's got dirty masks. Mm. And so the minute I finish with one, I put it in there, seal it, um, and then I do, I do because I probably shouldn't, but I do keep them all together and, and then wash them at the end of the week with my clinic linen, which I have a very hot wash on my washing machine. Then they go in the sun. If I can't put them in the sun, I put them on a very hot cycle in the dryer, mm. which I've discovered with my organic cotton mask is not a good idea because mm. now they don't fit me. Yeah, I, I have a habit because the, the days I go into the office, obviously we've got to wear a mask, but here at home I don't yeah. have to, thankfully. Yeah. Um, so the days I go to the city I have I have a mask for each day and then I have spares in my bag. Yes. And um, I each day I wash them. Yes. And they're out on the line right now. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> um, so that I'm ready for this week. So, yeah, I, I and, oh, my God, just I don't know about you, but if you try to wear a mask for more than three hours, um, you, it starts to smell funny. I know, uh, right? The condensation gets yeah. in there depending on the, the material it's made yeah. of. I have one that had a valve in it. And because it was plastic on the inside of the valve, the condensation would form on on that. So I don't use those ones anymore because obviously it's a surface for that to to yeah to grow on. And, and they're expensive too. And you, so you'd be loath to change them every day. Yeah. So I think um, you know it, it is it is better to 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 get a good organic cotton one um, or, or silk if you want. I actually don't know how anyone wears those silk masks. I don't know how you could breathe through it. I've I've got a I've got about six now and that I cycle through, yep. but it's taken me time to find one that actually is comfortable enough yep. for me to wear because I have a very small face. Yeah, right. So most of them look look huge on me. We call yep. them face nappies because it's so huge yep. on my face. Um, so I I really encourage people to just shop around and and I. Myself, I discourage the single use one because it's not sustainable, it's just and two, it's bad for our environment, and and not so great for your skin either. No. So I I would go reusable every day. Yeah, and the other thing with this, let's talk about the um, the disposable ones. A they aren't you know the little plastic no what are the, the elastic things behind your ears? They're finding them on ducks and. Yep. You know, in in fish necks, and it's just it's it's absolute travesty what's going on. We were doing pretty well with the environmental movement before we used to, we had to start doing this, you know. And they're just pumping them out, and you know, so the actual quality is decreasing. But the the masks they sell for us general population is actually not the also not the masks you wear in the hospitals. So no, they're completely different quality. But um, what do we do when we what do we do? Then we throw them in the bin, our open auto bins. So if that's if we do change them every day, mm. you know, um, as I said, it's not great if we throw them in the gutter or whatever, even if you throw them. And I've done it because what do you – because I'm – as soon as I, I do have a little box of disposable ones, if I forget my ones and I'm in the supermarket, immediately I take it off and put it in the bin. Mm. Well, they say you should cut the ear loops mm. so that they don't get caught on wildlife yeah. if they do end up in yeah, a waterways. that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. But then how many other – Masks that I've breathed on while I've been in Coles or your local supermarket for 20 minutes, nicely saturated with all my lovely microbiome and viruses, good, bad and ugly, that's sitting in the bin on the in the foyer at Coles. Mm. How many else is in there? So I, I, I always sort of go, I take wide berths from those things, you know. I think that we need, if we're going to be serious about this, we need biohazard bins. No one and, and, and you know, and wearing them below your nose. So let's talk about wearing them appropriately. Wearing them, yeah, yeah. And I even saw this at a local hospital because like, you have to wear them. I had a, a light surgical procedure mm. done um, getting a, um, a cancer removed 
And the, um, the, the, some of the staff, and I can understand why you do it, they'd cut because with the surgical ones they actually tie. Mm. So you, that's the reason they do that is so you can't reuse them. Yeah. Right. So they cut the bottom tie so it just actually looks like one of those harem face. <laughs> and I'm thinking what sort of effect fraction does that actually afford? This is the thing. See, I'm, I'm, I'm logical to the point of being annoying because <laughs> I'm a German Virgo. <laughs> yeah, she's laughing because she knows I'm right. <laughs> So the logic defies me because there isn't any. But if we're going to do it, please, should we not do it right? Mm. So I've actually now, after thinking about it, I actually have another snaplock bag, which is I do reuse the snaplock bags where I put any disposable ones so I can get them home. I don't reuse those. Then I put them in and I throw them out. But what happens to them? They end up in landfill. Yeah. What's the half-life of a virus on an inanimate object? Well, I know hepatitis B can last on an inanimate object like in, like in a water, if it's moist, for two days. But I don't know. What, no one, I've tried to look. What's the half-life of COVID on, a, on an inanimate object? HIV is not very far. Not, like Weren't they saying fragile. initially uh, when it first came out it was like up to six days or something? I can remember. But then it sort of went by the wayside mm. and I couldn't find it anymore because I tried to research as much as possible. So, um, so there we have these masks then sitting and festering beautifully for six days. I mean... You know, is this why we're not getting on top of it? Uh, and this is it. They haven't thought about the whole chain of this. So, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about wearing the masks, but what do we do after the, yeah. that? And then how do we sustain this? Because this isn't an overnight thing. We're going to be with this for a yeah, while. Yeah, and there should be biohazard bins. I think mm. we should be lobbying our governments. I have tried, by the way, and they <laughs> can ask me how that went. Um, no, we do need biohazard bins everywhere because mm. <clears throat> that's what happens in – when you take your scrubs off, it goes into the yellow bin. Mm. And then that should be burnt under high temperature incineration. Mm. So it shouldn't be going into our normal bins. Yeah. And then that's ending up in our landfill and our yeah. waterways. And, and we, we wonder why yeah. we have it in the sewage. Mm. Yep. No so, surprises there. Yeah. So, so I guess, so I don't want this just to be a bitch, big bitch fest, people. I'm sorry. But what, what we've got to do. First and foremost, I think any universal precautions has always been washing your hands. Any airborne virus, the best way to prevent, other than like social distancing and all that sort of stuff, absolutely. And then, of course, the, um, there's a bit of conjecture on the distance. Some countries like Australia say 1.5, some like New Zealand say 2. So just follow what, you know, whatever that's been recommended in your country. But um, washing hands with soap and water and drying them well, mm. I think. And, you know, if, you, if you're using a hand towel at home, change like a normal cherry toweling towel, change it regularly. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and if we're going to use um, cloth masks, use it, change them regularly. Anyone who comes in with masks now always say you need to change them, you know, on, um, at lunchtime once you take them off. And, and theoretically that's what we should do. Once they're taken off, you should change it. Mm. But, of course, that's almost impossible. Don't, yeah. Don't put them on the restaurant table. Don't put them on the desk. You know, pop them back in your bag or in, in, your, in your pocket if you have to put them somewhere. As soon as you handle your mask, use your sanitizer. As soon as you touch your mask, use your sanitizer. Mm. Um, it's all about not transferring those bugs. Yeah, on environmental um, note, cut the loops if you're using the ones with the elastic thing. 
and try, try not to, well, no, just don't. Just don't throw them in the gutter. Um, you know, and if you are going to be diligent and wear a mask, make sure it's covering your nose and your mouth. Oh, that's the other thing. Thank you. Boom. I mean, there's actually lots of germs that come out of your nose. Mm. So wearing, I mean, I understand why people do it. It's handy to breathe and it, yeah. you know, when you actually say you've had it on for three hours, there's a, there, there is, there is a, I, um, I'm waiting for someone to do a study on the, cause there's, you know, when oxygen is 21% in our atmosphere, so we're breathing in about 21% oxygen and then there's, I think, there's a large amount of nitrogen and a small amount of carbon dioxide. So oxygen's usually at about 21%. So when we're breathing in, because and we're breathing out carbon dioxide, of course we breathe in oxygen, use it for respiration metabolism, and we breathe out carbon dioxide, which is the waste. Um, so with the masks, we breathe in just by default less oxygen mm. and then we're breathing carbon dioxide, which gives it a bit of a space. Then before it's even dissipated through the mask, we're breathing it back in again. Yeah. So I think this is why people are feeling unwell. I felt so sorry for our athletes and go all the athletes who did such a fantastic job mm. in Japan, but they they just come out of the pool or off the and they and they got their masks on. I thought, my goodness, how bad is that for your muscle recovery? Mm. And speaking of athletes, I mean, you know, we've seen people as well out running with masks on or riding a bike with masks on. Don't do that. No, you don't actually need to. Don't do that. You're not. If you remember, you're not protecting yourself, but others. You know, you may, and then just don't don't touch your face. I actually, but I, I you'd be really pr- proud of me, Bindi. I did refrain myself. I was at the gym the other day. Um, and here's a pregnant woman, I'd say about 28, 30 weeks, um, working out with a mask on. Oh. And I thought, oh, that poor baby, you're not getting the proper oxygen level. And if anybody has any information on the, on the, on the, um, concentration of oxygen in, in mask breathed environment, I'd love to see it. Mm. And I think there's also a psychological element to this as well. I particularly I've seen in an office space where, you know, people have gone from not having to wear a mask sitting at the desk to having to wear one all day just sitting at a computer. Um, that it does things to their head. Of like, course, it does. Um, they they begin to feel claustrophobic. Mm. They can't breathe, mm. and the more they think about, the worse it gets. Mm. Um, to the point where we've had to tell them to go to another space where they're not around anyone else, so that they can actually take it wow. off. Wow. So, you know, this is the kind of effect that it's having on people that they then have a negative association with a mask um, and it's got nothing to do with protection. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, about wow. being able to survive and breathe. Yeah, yeah. It's a basic human right. Yeah. To be able to breathe, clean air. And I know there's a lot of people who actually don't have that in their day-to-day lives. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, um, I, it just beggars belief. But let's see if we're going to wear them. And and putting them on children, mm. you know, I don't really get that anyway because children are very. I'm just trying. I did read the statistic. It's something like zero point zero two percent likely to spread it, regardless of what they'll tell you. Mm. And even if kids get COVID, their chances of recovery are far higher, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, of course. But so I just think, and you know, and as and, and how I started this podcast is. Social interaction amongst the primates, primates, us humans, and you know, whatever your beliefs are, you have a look how um, how how um, mobile even the chimpanzees' faces. Mm. You know, we're covering the most biggest part of that 
with a mask, I always say to people, I'm smiling. I actually want to get a mask saying I am smiling at you because I'm a big smiley person. <laughs> you need one of those ones that have the big toothy smile on them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I but, think about that. you know, there, there are so many psychological impacts of this. Yes. You know, yes. by not being able to see people's face because we do use the expression in our face. So, you know, it could be as simple as going to buy your coffee every day and you can't see the barista's face and they can't see yours um, and you, they can't hear you and what you're trying to order. Oh, my goodness, Simple things like that. Yeah. Um, um, I, I actually was in a bar on Thursday night and I wasn't drinking. Um, but No judgment, I, I would have been. <laughs> I was trying to talk to the bartender and I had to actually just lift the mask and go because they were trying to give me something completely different yeah. than what I asked for. Yeah, yeah. So these are the challenges that we've still got. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we just need to be patient and work through it. Absolutely. It, it does remind me a bit though, like I had, as I alluded to, I had um, I had skin cancer removed of my nose and um, – and we always joked, oh, it's hideous. I can always just wear a mask for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, they, there are some blessings. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a bit like when I was nursing and we'd been out, like, if, you know, and these are these are the days in the 80s when, you know, you were 18 years old or 19 years old and you'd finish off on an early on at 11 o'clock out for the night and then come back and work on a in the morning, there was a lot of benefits for putting your, face, put your hair under that bar, that cap, I tell you, because you could just slick it back because it just it didn't look too good after that sort of a thing. So, um, yeah, masks are a bit the same. I, I actually wonder if the sales of lipsticks have gone down. Well, it's funny you mention that because the other thing that's sort of an impact of wearing masks for a long time is our skin. Yes. So I've noticed that you get a bit of mask skin, yeah. or for want of a better word, yes. um, where around your nose, particularly yes. where the, the moisture collects. Yes. Yes. that your skin tends to break out and yes. things like that. So all I can really recommend you do is, is moisturise and keep your skin clean yes. um, and, and just a bit of self-care. Take care yeah, of yourself. It is, um, that's, if that happens, actually, you do need to change your masks a little bit more regularly mm. and don't – and I see that a lot mostly with the silk masks. Mm. It doesn't happen – Does not. I have not seen it. I've just been noticing it lately. It does not happen with the cotton ones. Mm. So get yourself a cotton mask. I know they're not as pretty and they're not as blingy, but um, and then <clears throat> just make sure you moist you, you cleanse moisturized tone the other way around. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, yeah, that's that is a real problem. <clears throat> Excuse me, and you know, here's a little bit of anecdotal evidence. N equals one because it's me. <laughs> so in the 80s I used to wear that really bright pink lipstick, mm. you know, the really bright one that was yep. in, in the 80s. And I was working in neonatal intensive care and the little ones are little. You can get them from 26 weeks, you know, and and I was there for a while and, and one of the nurses said, how come all the babies always smile at you first, Alex? <laughs> and I thought about it because they're there for a while, right? They can be there for three months mm. while they're what used to say fattening up. And... Um, and I worked it out. It was my lipstick. <laughs> so all the nurses started wearing bright pink lipstick. So what happens if we cover that up, cover that, and this, that follows through what they were saying about the IQ points being lost? Mm. The cues are there. Like this, these kids were some of them were 26 weeks gestation, which is born 14 weeks before your due date, right? Wow. So they may never have seen a smile. Yeah. So now if we're putting a mask on, these kids aren't seeing smiles. And, you know, I saw some research recently that even the magpies are being impacted. Because, no way. Yep, because we're wearing masks and they're not seeing our faces anymore, so they attack. They don't recognise us. They need we, to see our faces. Because your Maggie saw, oh, you're at home, so she would see your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Yeah, well, so this, this, this ended up being a bit of a Debbie Downer talking much. <laughs> Sorry, that was actually not intending to. But I, you see, if anything, I'm not, I'm brutally honest. Um, 
And, you know, when um, it's really interesting, the science program used to be called Catalyst, mm. beyond 2000 and then Catalyst, and they actually did a study on masks and said, well, all that, even the surgical ones stop you from sort of, you know, drop, dropping saliva into an open wound and stuff. But theoretically they, they're very little impact. I don't, but we have to wear them mm. because that's what they're told us we have to do. So at least we need to wear them properly. Mm. You know, we need to wash them. That's the thing. You know, don't use the gene wing analogy because it doesn't actually work. <laughs> and I want you to remember, I want you to never unsee the fact that if you, do, if you wear your mask more often than one day, it's like wearing your underpants and then probably having weed in your underpants and wearing it again. Yeah, not nice, not nice. So do yourself a favour. Yes. Wash so. your mask, wear a clean one every single day. Yes. And I do, I do really recommend, well, I personally on an environmental level, if you mm. can get away with it, I know there's some workplaces like hospitals where you cannot wear um, cloth masks. Don't recommend the silk ones. I certainly don't recommend the Hessian ones. <laughs> Someone in where, at the beginning, really? Yeah, and they were crocheting them. Oh come on! The holes in that. I know. That's like not even having a fence, right? <gasps> wow. So um, I think they've been stopped. Yeah, but that was early on. But uh, and wash your hands with soap and water. If you can't use soap and water, try and find the most non-toxic sanitizer. Just on a on a bit of a note. With you know me and my toxins, I haven't actually you mentioned toxins or rainbow foods at all. So I have to just mention toxins and rainbow food. No, um, there's tri in, there's actually banned in a lot of places in the world. It's called triclosan. I know the FDA in America banned it. What, 2016, I think. I don't unless they've re-allowed it in now with this emergency stuff. But um, triclosan is a known cancer-causing agent in mm. Australia and in the Australasia area. It's allowed. So it is in a lot of our sanitizers. So if you can't find a natural one, just at least avoid triclosan, T-R-I-C-L-O-S-A-N, triclosan, because it's, um, you know, we don't, when we sanitize, we will touch our mouths and we'll ingest a small amount of it or whatever. I'm just trying to madly think the brand I use, give it a plug. I think it's called EO or something. It's peppermint or the one I sell at the clinic. I can't remember the brand name. I can't remember. It's really, it's really beautiful though. Um, so there's some beautiful ones around. So look at the label. Just mm. look at the label before yeah, you get it. Absolutely. And cheap usually is cheap for a reason. Just put nasty on the end of it. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, hope, I hope I've answered some questions and I hope um, I haven't been too – I have been down on it, but <laughs> let's face it. But can we just – try at least do it properly. Yeah, I think, like, to wrap it up, I mean, um, basically wear a mask when you have to. Yes. Um, or, or you're mandated to. And make sure you cover your nose and your mouth. And um, make sure you wash your hands. And don't touch the mask every five seconds. And yep. it's really hard not to because the minute you put your mask on, your nose gets a cheer, right? <laughs> um, so just, just understand that a mask is not your single point of defence. Absolutely. Wash your hands, dry them, and um, do that as often as you need to once you've touched something else. Um, and, and physically distance where you can um, if you think, you know, you, you can. Um, and just, you know, dispose of um, non-reusable masks um, in a thoughtful manner. Responsibly. Mm. And, um, you know, if you are wearing the reusable ones that are more sustainable, wash them every single day, keep them clean and, um, yeah, just stay safe. Yeah, absolutely. And, look, no disrespect to anyone because how are you supposed to know if you're not told? Mm. 
So this that's the whole point of this. Well, we've been dragged into this and mm. we've we've got to educate each other. Absolutely. Based on experience. Onward and upward and power to the people is what I say. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. For more information on functional medicine in Alex's practice, visit healinghandsipswitch.com.au.